beautiful. Wow. We've made magic here. My unpaid intern, Anthony, of over a year. We're finally getting the groove of things. One year later, we're sitting in. Anthony had some notes for me. I had some notes for Anthony. And that's what a podcast crew looks like. You got some back and forth. Don't worry, folks at home. We're not beefing. We're better than ever. Right, Anthony? He says yes. We're doing great. I'm excited about the podcast. So many good guests so far. It's weird because we've had such great guests that I feel... I don't think we've done the pod in about two weeks. Just... So now I'm like, what do I even talk about? Where do I go? How do I get into it? I feel like so much has happened, but at the same time, not really anything at all. Uh, something exciting has happened. A new personal... Uh, a new personal achievement. I started getting laser hair removal. You might be wondering where. You know where. On my cooch. I'm getting it front and back. The whole the whole pizza pie. It's all coming off. Um, people think laser hair removal is actually gonna like get rid of all your hair forever. No. Are you crazy? You think that we would have it that easy as women to just want to be hairless and then get that? No. It lasts like maybe a couple years at most. You gotta go in maybe two times a year after the initial sessions. I think you have to get like eight sessions in the beginning and then, you know, you each year after those eight sessions, you just kind of get a maintenance sesh. But at some point, I'll probably want, I'll probably want some bush, you know, um, just for some personality. I think when you get to a certain age, you start being like, I don't need to do this for anyone or myself. I'm just going to be natural. And there might be a time when I want to do that. But obviously, I have orange hair. I don't want to be natural. I don't want to be, I was going to say I don't want to be normal, but waxing, shaving, laser hairing, your cooch is pretty normal these days. It's weird how it's just become something that we do. Not because we want to, but because it's what we're told is clean and healthy and cute. It's none of those things, really. Having hair is healthy. It protects your vagina from all the nasty outside world. All the dirt, in case you're in, a, in the back of a pickup truck in a dirt road, you know, with no pants on. It's protection. But everyone says, fuck that. People will shame you for not wearing condoms and then have a, a raw bear cooch. That's protection. Some hair. But anyway, I'm getting rid of it. F that. I don't want it. You know, it's just it's time consuming because I feel like I have to have no hair down there. So then it takes time to get rid of it. And guys don't care. Guys aren't like, hey, thanks for putting in the time to do that. But they do care if you got hair down there. At least guys my age. That's why you got to go old. Old guys like the bush. It's nostalgic. It reminds them of the 70s or 80s. And that's right. I am hooking up with 90 year old men. That's my that's my thing. They look like potatoes. I like the brown spots, you know, it's tells a story. But um, yeah, I don't know. I did that. I went in for my first session. I thought it was going to hurt so bad. Everyone's like, it's the craziest feeling. I don't know if it's just me. I think I have like, like, uh, I, I don't, I have a very high pain tolerance. And I think a lot of women, sorry to bring gender into the issue. I can hear the blogs already. The incel Reddit. 
Allie said women are stronger than men. We, we are. We are in some ways. Emotionally, not so much. But I think guys are fucked up in a different way emotionally. That's a different story. Maybe I'll get into it. But I think that women have a higher pain tolerance because from a young age, we're used to like grooming and like we're used to having to like do our hair like when you're a little kid when you're a little girl you have to put your hair up in a high ponytail or else your hair just gets like matted and there's like chocolate syrup in it and you become a wook overnight you know just have dreads for no reason so you have to put your hair up in the super high ponytail and that gives you a headache after like 10 minutes and then if you want to wear a headband that also gives you a headache you start getting your eyebrows waxed at a certain age you know for me it was pretty young because I had a unibrow obviously it's not like these just happened overnight so you know I think women are just accustomed to pain you know outside pain in a certain way I don't know in every single way. I think so like I don't know, but we can pop stuff out of our cooch, you know, and put stuff in there that you never thought was possible. I knew that from personal experience, you know, when I was a young kid exploring things, you find a lot of household objects that just fit right in, like a it's like a glove. Um I have put a baseball in there. No, that's not true. But yeah, I mean I don't know. So everyone talks about how painful laser is. And then I go in. I'm thinking it's going to be like a whole day activity. I'm going to have to like ice my my vag after. It was like so quick where I was like, can you do it again? Like, I don't trust you. I thought they were going to go in, laser every single like pore, every single follicle. But it does like a big section. So they'll just zap one part and then zap another part and another part. And then by the time your knees are to your chest, you're like, how did I get here? It's already over. And it's not that expensive either. It's like maybe 200 bucks. They did a package. I think it was like 200 bucks for eight sessions. I think that's why I wanted it to be more painful and to be a longer experience. Because I'm like, okay, well, now I'm getting my money's worth. It was straight up 10 minutes maximum. Not even. Honestly, probably five minutes. But she had to give me a whole spiel about what to do before and after and then I thought my sister texted me because I was all excited my sister referred the place she was like find out like let me know if they compliment your lips she wasn't talking about the ones on my face okay and she didn't compliment me which you know maybe she was just in awe maybe she didn't you know want to want to make my head big or anything no compliments down there But she's probably seeing so many coochies all day, you know? I think that'd be a fun job to have. If I wasn't doing stand-up, maybe I'd get into waxing or laser. Laser seems like you have to go to school or something for it. It was like 200 bucks for eight sessions. And then it's gone. It's just done. But here's the thing. I used to get waxed like maybe every five to six weeks. And that's like $30 each time. And I've been doing that forever. So it's like, yeah, just pay 200 Get rid of the hair. I have unemployment money, you know. I'll do it. I'm unemployed. And I have no hair. My, my pubes are unemployed too, you know. So I did that. I go, uh, this was, so this was a big day for me. The day that I got laser hair, I took my my 2003 Subaru Outback to the dealership because as you might know, if you're a diehard, you know, listener, alley fan, whatever, I've been having some car issues, you know. Why do I keep saying, you know, it's so annoying. Everyone says, you know, now, you know, 
It's, I don't like it and I'm noticing it. It's also like when I was on Rogan's pod and I kept saying, yeah, 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 yeah. Eh. You know when you like, like I was, I was at the skate park today and this dude kept saying fucking like every other word, whether it was good or bad, whatever he was talking about, he would say fucking after every single word practically. And as soon as I noticed, I just like couldn't, I had to leave. It was too much. I was like, does he know that he's doing this? And that's how I feel right now. So anyway, took the soup to the dealership. It took four hours. So I ended up walking. No, that's not true. I took an Uber to the laser hair spot. I thought it was going to take longer than it did. Uh, and then I, I went to Starbucks after the laser. I got recognized at Starbucks. If you're not familiar with the term recognized, I just heard it this past week when I was in Arizona. My buddy Chase, who's in a sick ass metal band called Hell or Wait, I don't want to fuck this up. It's called Gate Creeper. His Instagram's at Hella Hammer. He's super sick, but he was talking about how he got recognized at Taco Bell, and I'm like, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. So I went to Starbucks after laser. You know, I'm feeling confident. I got a pep in my step. I'm walking to Starbucks. You know, there's still hair there. I don't want to... I thought maybe after the first session, you'd notice something different. You don't notice anything different. It still looks the same. So whatever. But I'm still excited about the future, my journey with my hair. And so I walked to Starbucks. The guy, Joe, shout out to Joe at Starbucks in uh, in Glendale. He was like, are you Allie, Allie Mack, the comedian? I was like, hell yes, Joe. He's wearing a name tag, so I know. And he was like, oh my God, that's so sick. Whatever. He didn't even give me the drink for free. I know, Joe. Joe, you got to step your game up. You know I'm going to tip. Actually, you know what sucks? Starbucks doesn't have a tipping option on there uh, when you do a card payment. That's pretty fucked. Because no one has cash on them these days. So I couldn't even tip him. But here's the thing. He didn't even give me a free drink. So it was almost one of those things where it's like, if they don't give you a free drink, is it because maybe one, they're a new employee and they don't feel comfortable giving out new drinks? Two, he knows who I am, but he's not a fan of mine. Or three, he just wanted to get that get that bread, get that head, then leave. So anyway, but, but I still got recognized. I won't discount it. It was cool. But I will say there's a girl, Crystal, in Arizona. When I go to Arizona, I go to this one coffee shop. It's called something in pastry. It's like an alliteration. It's like pea and pastry, uh, uh, prep, prep and pastry, something dumb like that. And this girl, Crystal, who works there, she knows what's up. She's a fan. She gives me free drinks. So obviously I'm going to stop by, say what's up to Crystal every time that I'm in Arizona and get a get a iced vanilla latte with oat milk. And she she does it all fancy too. And she's rad. Joe, you need to take notes. But I appreciate you saying something because it felt good. Leaving laser hair removal, getting recognized, going back to the Subaru dealership, Waiting a total of four hours because I got an inspection. I got a full car inspection. It's all going to shit. Let me tell you, this Subaru is not running for much. Well, maybe it will run for much longer, but I'll be surprised though. Transmission's about to blow probably. The engine is leaking. I was like, by the time he told me what was wrong with it, I just wanted to leave. So I was like, okay, great. Thank you. And he was like, actually not great, 
my best advice is to keep up on all your oil changes, stuff like that. Don't put any money into it and just ride it until it breaks down on you, which it will. And I said, thanks, Ross. Thanks, Ross, for your help. You know how much that cost? Getting my Subaru inspected for them to tell me that it's falling apart? Less than laser hair removal, but not by much. It was like 160 But whatever, at least I know it's fucked. You know, it's confirmed. I'm not putting any money into that car. My next car, what am I going to get? I'm going to get a big Cadillac. I don't know. Are you going to the bathroom, Anthony? Oh, Anthony's got heartburn. Also, speaking of heartburn, I just turned 25. I'm getting older. Heartburn is coming for me. Um, Not yet, but I'm sure at some point soon. I'm not looking forward to it. It's weird being 25. Like, I know, I understand that I'm still a young person. And that if you're an older person listening to this, you're probably scoffing at me thinking, 25, you don't know anything about anything. Life hasn't even started for you. Yeah, but it goes by quickly. And soon enough, I'll be 40. And I'll have heartburn. And I'll have to borrow one of old ass Anthony's heartburn pills. And he'll still be an unpaid intern. (laughs) But, um... Something happens. I don't know. 25. I mean, it's like you're a quarter. It's a quarter of your life if you make it to 100. And you probably won't make it to 100. So it's not even a quarter. You're already past a quarter, essentially. And it feels weird, especially during COVID times, like celebrating a birthday. You're like, great. And everyone keeps going, the world is ending. The world is ending. It's not ending. Uh, Stop being dramatic, people. It's not going well, sure. But guess what? It's always not been going well. Social media is ruining our brains. We only see the negative. There's some documentary on Netflix that I am not ready to watch yet because it's all about social media and how it affects you. Guess what? I know. They should have studied me. I got like 18 hours a day screen time on my phone. I'm familiar with the negative effects. If you guys have been watching this podcast from episode one until now, the effects are happening right in front of you. It's not good. I'm addicted. I'm addicted. And it's bad for your mental health because you're constantly like, ooh, I should post this. People will think this. Or if I post this, people will think that. Or I have to delete this. Or I have to change the caption. It's crazy. We're all playing God. Why am I talking weird? I'm like putting on some weird voice right now. I'm not. I'm on fire. I'm just fired up. You know, I haven't done the pod solo in a couple weeks. I'm happy to be back. It's been fun. I'm kind of on a high, to be honest. I've been doing shows again, socially distanced shows. You have to say that or else people think that you're uh, COVID Hitler. So you got to be careful about how you uh, promote these shows. They've all been safe, you know, in distanced. I um. Yeah, I've been having a good time. I did the drive-in shows. I'm not a huge fan of the drive-ins. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm going to keep doing them. But I don't like them. You're so disconnected from the audience. Someone was saying this. I think Annie told me this, but I don't know if she's the one who came up with it or if someone else had told her this, Annie Letterman. Like, when you're driving on the freeway and someone honks at you, you're like, oh, fuck. Like, I'm doing something bad, you know? And now I'm supposed to be like, oh, people like me. They're honking. And now I'm going on the freeway, get honked at. And I'm like, thank you. I don't know who said that. It wasn't me. I can't take any credit for it. But it's true. It's like honking never feels good. And so now I'm supposed to pretend that that's laughter. 
my thing with doing drive-in shows is you just have to be delusional and assume that everyone is loving it. Everyone's just buckled over, buckled in, laughing. Um, and that they're laughing so hard their head is banging the horn nonstop. And that's just what you have to think or else, you know, that moment of silence is going to kill you. Not actually. It's not that serious. But it's it's definitely weird. Um, I miss the, like, connection of comedy. So it has been fun doing the shows that aren't drive-ins but are, like, outdoor, separated seats, you know, mask on. Fuck it, mask off in my case. But... Um, yeah, it's been fun and I've been, I've just had this pent up energy. So I'm, I've been on fire the last few shows. Um, I did two shows the other night. That was exciting running from one show to the next. That hasn't happened in such a long time. And I did one of those shows at the comedy store. They're doing shows in the window. So there's like people sitting on the patio at the bar, you know, the patio bar. And then in the original room, there's a window that goes out into the audience and, you know, you can see Sunset Boulevard. And so the audio is being projected on the loudspeaker outside. So everyone can hear you. I just can't really, it's hard to do crowd work or anything, but I've done it like twice before in this most recent time, this third time I did it. So fun. The first two times were weird, but this most recent time was really good. So I'm feeling excited about stand-up. It is weird during lockdown, like not having stand-up consistently because it makes you think you need to be like doing like way more things and like branching out and making like sketch videos or like writing a pilot or doing whatever. And it's like, that's not really what I want to do right now. Like all I want to do is do stand-up. Um, but it, it's weird because you do have so much downtime that you're like, am I am I doing something wrong? Am I like... Am I being a loser? And it's like, no, there's literally no option for you at this moment. So it's nice that I'm starting to get back out there. Arizona was good. It was hot as balls. It was so hot. But I love it out there. I really am like, I want to be an Arizona rat. I want to be some sort of desert rat. I want to have leather skin, long nails, smoking Marlboro 100s. I've talked about this before, but I still mean it to this day. So yeah, that's, that's what I have gotten into. I obviously my hair I did it oops I did it again Brittany bitch I'm back I can't stop fucking up my looks here's the thing when you're a hot beautiful babe sometimes you just gotta throw some crazy shit in there to confuse people people are gonna think I'm serious and they're gonna be like did you really just say she was hot people are fucking crazy but so am I baby welcome to the freak show you think you're crazy you should hear what's going on inside my head you think what you say is mean to me online? <laughs> you should hear what I've come up with in this cranium. I was kind of spiraling like two days ago or three days ago. I was like, I don't know what happened. Maybe Mercury was in, you know, Uranus or something. But I was on some weird, crazy shit. You know, when you're like... It was almost like, I, I don't know if it was a panic or an anxiety attack or something, but I just like all of a sudden like questioned everything I've ever done in my life and like have said, you know, you know when you like wake up from a crazy like bender, you know, like some crazy night out and you wake up and you're like, oh no, like I probably have been fired. Maybe there's a me too against me, like one of those, but I'm like stone cold Steve Austin sober, you know? Woo! That's Ric Flair. Does Stone Cold have something where he's like, oh, ah, ah, ah. Yeah. like, what's his thing? Yeah, he fucking, he's the singer from Disturbed or 
But what does he do? What's his I thing? Don't I don't watch wrestling either. But I'm sure he's got something. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Actually, what's funny about you saying that? I think he shotguns a beer. He shotguns a beer. Well, cheers. I'm I'm sober Steve Austin. And, and so I'm like having this weird flashback to when I used to drink and wake up feeling all psycho. But I, it's like, you know, it's late at night, maybe midnight, maybe 2 a.m., who knows. And I'm just like spiraling. I literally called my friend. I was like, are you up? She was like, yes. I was like, I need you to come over to my house. Because I, I, it was one of those times where I was like, I, I don't want to be alone right now. Not that I was like, like suey or anything that's short for suicidal. Like, it wasn't like that. It was just like... It was just like, what the F am I doing? And it might have been because I just turned 25 and like, I was going to move into the studio. My friend had a studio and I was going to move into it because I want to live alone. And uh, and I've been to his place before and it's really nice, but I've only been briefly like we were carpooling to a show. So I just like stopped by to get a ride. And I remember it being really nice when he said that it was available, like it all, the timing, everything was perfect. Cause I've been thinking about this for a long time and the price was right, everything. So I'm like, I'm in, I'm doing it. I tell my roommates, I'm like, peace out bitches. Like, you know, hasta la vista. None of them speak Spanish, but they would know. And, um, and then I realized, so after my birthday dinner, my dad and sister came with me to check out the studio. Oh, no, it's good. They came with me to check out the studio. And I, they, I realized that it's not a real kitchen. They have a fridge and a hot plate and, you know, camping, essentially. Kitchenette. It's a kitchenette, but no, it's not. There's no dishwasher. There's no sink. So if I were to have to do dishes, I would have to do it in the bathtub. I can't. I'm not there in my life where I can do that. So it was like this crazy week of like, I'm doing this. I'm an adult. I'm going to have my own place. And then I'm like, okay, just kidding. Going to stay. Going to stay in my house with my three other roommates. But I decided to take action because I was feeling shitty. I called my sister. I was fully bawling the next day. I was I just feel like a loser. You know those cries where you're like, uh, 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 I have no, no friends. Like, that's how I felt. Like, when you're just delusional and nothing is real, you know? One of those. So I called my sister. Poor thing. But I needed to get it out. I never want to, like, burden my sisters or my family and make them feel... Like, I would rather talk to someone who I'm, like, close with. Like, a close homie who I can, like, cry and dish it all out to. That way, when I'm with my family, I can be like, things are good. You don't have to worry about me. But I definitely worried my sister. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And she was like, well, let's make a plan of action. So I did. I wrote out everything I wanted to do, needed to do, whatever. That helped a lot just to like visually actually see what needed to happen. Um, because in my head, it seems so much like I can't do anything. But once you write it down, you're like, okay, well, I can do a couple of these things this week. So I did that. She came over the next day and we decided we were going to make my room that I've had for like five years feel like a new place and like a place that I am excited to come home to. So I started doing that. I cleaned the whole place. I was on my hands and knees. Um, I was doing it all, you know? So now my room looks good. It's still, it's still getting there. I'm going to get a bunch of art. I'm going to get some mirrors. I'm going to make it like super sick. So I feel good. I'm back. I was feeling crazy though. I did uh, I did my friend Brandon Wardell and Jack Wagner's podcast called Yeah But Still. 
So if you want to hear another podcast with me on it, different different format, whatever, check that out. They had Mark McGrath on their podcast from Sugar Ray. That's a very interesting episode. That dude's a legend. But um, yeah, so I did that. What else did I do? Yeah, I can't be moving into a studio with no kitchen sink, at least. I don't mind doing dishes manually. I don't need a dishwasher, but... <sighs> uh-uh. It was so nice, too, but whatever. It's nice because I think... Here's the lesson. Here's the wise 25-year-old Allie advice. I think... There's part of me that wants to move because I want to like, it's kind of like that thing like, oh, I want to go to a new place, start over, have a fresh beginning. Here's the thing, wherever you go, there you are. If you have baggage at your current house, you're probably going to have some leftover baggage coming to the new place. So it's like deal with that shit. And so that's what I'm dealing with now. I'm like, okay, let me make this the place that I want to live in. So that way I don't, I'm not trying to escape it and pay more money and not have a kitchen just to like have a different experience, you know? Like I can have an experience where I'm at. Do you know what I mean? Tony Robbins, watch out. What if I got him on as a guest? I don't think I could. I don't like him. And I don't want to be negative, but there's something off about guys like that and women. It just, it freaks me out when people think that they like know how to like really shape up your life. I don't know, it gives me youth group camp counselor vibes. Where they're like, I talked to God and he said you're doing great. You just can't do these things and you have to do this. I think it's like take it with a grain of salt. But some people put way too much of all of their shit into Tony's basket. And Tony's basket can only be so big for so many people, you know? So, And he does jumping jacks on a mini trampoline before he performs. Could you imagine me going to the Irvine Improv, bringing a little trampoline and being like, before I go on, I have to do this. <sighs> That's the man you're trusting? I don't know why I'm going so hard on Tony. No shade to Tony. Come on anytime. That would actually be a very interesting episode. I would just have a lot of questions. I think it's the unknown that scares me. I have so much spit in my mouth right now. Do you hear it when I'm talking? I'm like trying to keep... It was like so foamy. It was just like so much spit. I was just on fire. I just can't... It feels like I've been talking for 30 minutes. What has it been? Like 10 minutes? Oh, wow. Fuck Tony Robbins. I'm David Blaine in this bitch. Watch me no time. Did you watch uh, David Blaine on Rogan's podcast? I know. And he wanted him to do... Joe's the type of dude who's like, I'm not doing this kitty kitty bullshit and he's like no like you know i just have the needle here i haven't washed it it could be really dangerous it legitimately goes through my skin i think you hit a tendon just like you could tell i mean maybe who knows i'm like being one of those internet trolls who's like you can tell that joe felt like this when david did this and david did that it's like we don't know but in my opinion my why am i doing crystal hands right now no stop Allie. I'm getting canceled soon. I can feel it. I'm on one right now. I'm feeling fearless. I'm feeling wild. I'll say anything. Just kidding. But yeah, that was such a weird... I don't know. Magicians, like... It's just... They're probably affected by COVID right now. Poor guys and girls. I think the thing that sucks about being a magician... And like, shout out to any magicians listening. I just think it sucks that it's one of those skills where you have to be annoying about it. Like, you can't keep it to yourself. You have to be like, want to see a trick? 
Like, you can't just be, like, a low-key magician. Like, you have to have people want to see it, to think that you're cool. You know? Like, you can't be, like, a humble, low-key magician. You have to be like, I have a cool trick that I can show you. And then if they're like, no, I'm good, you have to, like, really sell yourself. That sucks. Like, there's no way of being just, like, a cool, casual magician. So, I'm sorry to David Blaine. You're also welcomed on the pod. I didn't watch the frog thing. I only watched the needle in the arm. So you just had to sit and watch him drink 17 bottles of water? Well, yeah, because then you're just essentially throwing up a frog. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. I know. It's so weird. But I used to be that kid who'd be like, want to watch me eat dirt at recess? And people would be like, no, we don't want to watch that. And I'm like, but I can do it. And they're like, no, we're fine. And I'm like, but watch me. And then I do it. And everyone's like, wow, cool. Um, Yeah. Anyway, so I feel like maybe I've done something else. What have I done? Let me just let me just take a gander. Let me take a look. Let me see if any pictures stand out from the past few weeks I had a little birthday barbecue had a couple friends over at my friend danny's place my friend danny has a podcast called i don't know why i'm plugging everyone's podcast but why not no we have nothing to do you know it's called it's all bad and they have uh different guests each week who share crazy stories and these people know a lot of crazy motherfuckers so it's always crazy shit my favorite is uh meth lawrence this dude lawrence he did meth for like two days straight and jacked off for two days straight and uh that's a really interesting episode he gives tips about how to jack off in in peace and quiet because he has a roommate and he gets really paranoid when he's on meth and he doesn't want his roommate to know that he's jerking off so he has like these techniques that he does to make it like completely soundless at least in his head makes him feel safe i don't know how accurate it is but i um i also learned a new trick on the skateboard i can shove it now I officially can shove it. I also have a very exciting event coming up in Los Angeles, October 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. Stay tuned for that. It's going to be really cool. It's going to be a drive-in event. So get your Honda Accords ready. Get that oil changed. I'll be posting about it soon enough. Um, But yeah, I'm excited for that. Let me just see if there's anything else before our guest arrives. Makes his triumphant arrival. I also did Stevie Weeby's podcast. I don't know when that's coming out, but check out Stevie Weeby, Bobby Lee's brother. Yeah, I did it again my second time. And he gifted me a skateboard for my birthday. Isn't that so nice? He gave me a deck and some screws to put it together. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay, so as some of you might know, I've been getting DMs about selling feet pics, okay? I've had people in the DMs Enough for me to consider making a separate Instagram just for feet pics. And I've been talking about it for a while. I'm like, I'm not sure if people actually want this, whatever. But like, I'm thinking about doing it. So I launched an Instagram for my feet. It's called Only Feet Alley Mac, I think. Let me just make sure that that's the name of it. Um, But I made this Instagram account thinking that people would actually want to do it. Yeah, it's called Only Feet Alley Mac. 
Only Feet, A-L-I-M-A-C. And so here's the thing. It's a private account, obviously. I'm not giving away free feet pics. And so you have to Venmo me 50 bucks. Shoot me a Venmo, $50. I'll accept your follow request, and you can see all my feet pics. And if you want a special special little foot pic, you can pay more. And I'll DM you, you know? Um... And I thought a lot of people were going to be into it because a lot of people have messaged me. And $50 one time for unlimited lifetime, not lifetime, I won't do it for that long, but you know, for just, you know, at least one a day. Two people have Venmoed me 50 bucks. Two people. So each picture on this Instagram has two likes. That's it. This was supposed to be a funny bit. Ha ha ha. If a lot of people paid and a lot of people got on the foot Instagram, it would be hilarious. When two people do it, it becomes real and unfunny. You know what that means, though? What does it mean? It means people who really love feet and love feet pictures are broke. Yeah, feet feet fetish fools are broke. And I'm sorry, some guy, a couple people messaged me. Saying that it's too expensive and they wish that they could, but they can't. And I can't. Here's the other thing. It was a funny idea. And if it worked, it would be funny. Here's what's not funny. Lowering the price of admission to your foot Instagram. It's not funny if I'm like Labor Day sale, $25 off. I can't do that. I can't do that. That There's zero integrity. I have to keep it at 50, even though no one else is going to be into it. But these guys seem cool, you know? I just found out... I don't know if I should say this on the pod. I'm not going to say it. This is for Patreon only. Is he here? No, I don't know where he is. I'll hit him up. Oh, okay. He's here. Should I go get him? Yeah, we're about to upgrade the mics, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, except, yeah, because it's annoying with these because you have to hold them, which feels really unnatural. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you can't just, like, kick it down here so it feels like you're a radio presenter. No, I like it, though. It's very professional. Yeah, but I think we're going to, like, step up the professional game. You have the clamps. I think I we're going to get clamps. we're gonna get some clamps. That's why it's hands-free. But it does make people too comfortable when they have to, when it's, like, they're, like, leaning into the clamped microphone. Oh. This keeps it dynamic. I guess, but some people just don't know. And I feel like I'm on stage like a talent show. <laughs> yeah. You know, like after, Sing a song. I don't know any songs. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. You're a professional singer. That's I, how you I'm started. I'm going to make a TikTok. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. You were talking so much shit about TikTok. Yeah, but it's, I was at Venice. Ever since you got the, uh, we were at Venice, the TikTok mask. And this dude sold us his TikTok mask. And I was thinking like, I want to make TikToks for like super jaded adults and dumbass kids. There's definitely a market for that. Yeah. So you know that, that song where it's like, this is the rhythm of the night. Yeah. So I wanted to have it start where I'm like wearing like Zumba gear. Sure. And I'm like jumping up and down like a frog. Yeah. Because that's what they like. Uh-huh. And it's all sped up. And it goes, this is the rhythm of... And then it goes, my wife. Like in the yes. Borat voice. But he turns around and it's like Borat. And it'll be me with the suit and a mustache on. Wow. But it'll be the same. And then when the beat drops, like... Dun, 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 yeah. It'll be Borat and... I think you're going to have a great TikTok career because um, you're very good at editing. Yeah. And that's like a crucial part for a successful TikTok. Yeah. 
yeah, they're they're pretty good at it. People are so good at editing. I think they do it on apps though, not in Premiere. They do do it in apps. There's no way <laughs> but, these kids are. But if you can do it in Premiere, you can definitely do it in an app. It's not like there's going to be that much. You're right. To figure out, you and know, the way phones are moving along. You know? Technology these days, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and people do. Have you seen like? Well, you don't really watch any TikToks, but have you seen those like transition videos where it'll be like someone wearing like an outfit like mine, mm -hmm. and then they'll throw up their shoes, and then by the time their shoes hit their feet, they're in like a sexy outfit, like Whoa. full latex, like dominatrix TikTok. Wow. Dom so talk, do you as think they those call 13 year olds it. Thirteen-year-olds are using After Effects. Yeah, for sure. Because really? they'll show you. They'll do like tutorial oh, wow. TikToks where they like show you what editing. I mean, it makes sense. My five-year-old um You have a five-year-old. Yeah, not my son. Talk about your child. My son sucks, but my five-year-old cousin Roman's been uploading YouTube videos of himself playing like Fortnite. Like, Are they getting good views? Yeah, I've been viewing them and liking them. That's nice. Sending hundreds of people his way. <laughs> yeah. Maybe millions. <laughs> That'd be so crazy if your five-year-old nephew just like blew up on YouTube. Off my engagement. Yes. Stats. <laughs> Just like a bunch of like millennials watching his Fortnite streams. Say Fortnite. Fortnite. <laughs> Stop. I did not say Fortnite. Yeah, you did. You said Fortnite. I said Fortnite. Mm. Um, why did you ask for 24 LaCroix? Oh, because I'm not drinking today. I but 24 LaCroix? Yeah, I need to simulate the 24 beers that I drink every night. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I thought that it was like a joke, like you were testing me. I was sort of testing you. Were you? Kind of. It felt like that. Yeah. Where I was like, he wants to see. Did this get... is what was going on in my head. I'm like, he's going to see like, like if I'm actually just going to like get 24, like pull up with two 12 cases of LaCroix and be like, here you go, King. Well, Theo Vaughn got two pounds of weed for Lil Boosie. Okay, but Theo Vaughn has a full production studio. We're in Anthony's house. Anthony's house which is Which 12 other nice. people live in. Anthony's house is beautiful. He has a moat outside. He has a moat, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to drop the address, but someone someone will find it. <laughs> it's actually super low-key. But one time I pulled up here and I got a DM being like, were you just in blank, blank, blank? Mm. Sketchy. I was like... I got one today of somebody who walked by my house. And he's like, yo, was that you kicking it on the porch? No. And I was like, motherfucker, no, it wasn't. Yeah. <gasps> not what it said. That is sketchy. I said yes, but yeah. Did you? Mm -hmm. Are you nervous now? Yours no, is going to become like Logan Paul's it's hype like house where like people come outside and are like, Andrew! Is that what happens at Logan Paul's house? He used to live by the improv on Melrose. Mm. So I'd like be leaving an open mic and I'd be like, why the fuck are there so many like 12 year old girls on this block? And they would all be standing outside of his huge house being like, Logan, do the whoa. Oh my God. Or maybe it was Jake. I maybe get I those brothers confused. Here. Yeah, Jesus. it's a nightmare. <laughs> I feel like you low-key love it. Yeah, but I got this truck now, you know, so I'm about to put like a, a sleeping bag in the back of it and just go out to the Mojave for like two weeks straight by myself with like a gallon of water. Yeah, you should get, um, I was looking these up. I'm going to get one for my Subi. Um, you can just, you can get like a mattress topper oh, word. that fits into the bed of the truck. But I'm worried about someone coming and like stabbing me in the forehead. Because there's this devil But town. what would a mattress topper do to prevent that or make that happen? I want to have like a bed net that they have for like kids who live in mosquito areas. Yeah, for sure. But it stops like, you know. Murders. Yeah, like blades. I was, I was, uh, yeah. Just there's, sleep with a knife on you. There's this devil town called Amboy, California. Okay. Everyone's been telling me to go there. It's like population 75, all devil worshippers <gasps> who run this motel. Not like edgelord like Anton LaVey. Hollywood devil worshippers, yeah. but like legitimately sadistic people who like 
fuck with animals or something. Oh. I don't know, but I've heard about it from many different people. It's next to something called Baghdad Lake, which is like the driest <laughs> lake in California. And boy, dude, I'm about to go out there. When? As soon as uh, the the truck comes out of the shop, mm. which should be Friday. I'll get it from Hollywood. Sick. Mm-hmm. Back on the road. Did yeah. you see that Trump was in town today? I was going to hit you up and be like, dude, you missed you missed the motorcade. Trump was in L.A. today? Yes. Why? Uh, I no think he, <laughs> yeah, he was at round two. He was trying to get some new sneakers. Mm-hmm. There was a sick drop today. But um, no, I guess he was like meeting with some people. So he flew into Santa Monica Airport, which allegedly has tons of UFO activity. Has tons of UFO Trump activity. YG. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gang talking about crip, yeah, crip blood, <laughs> talking about crip blood, unity. Did you hear about when Trump went to like Chicago and did like the gang peace summit? The supposed no. gang representatives were like the heads of the local churches and NAACP members who were like, "We're going to communicate with the gangs." And Vice went in there and exposed that there's no communication line. Mm-hmm. Mm. I love Vice. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, Gavin McGinnis. Yeah, he's my favorite Vice. He's founder. my fave. Um. It's crazy the fact that, like, he's such an integral part of, like, Vice, and, like, he's gone, and now no one talks about it. I think people still talk about it a little bit. Really? It's just crazy Like, super, think. like, liberal people who are like, Vice is ran by a neo-Nazi. So gross. But didn't you hear, <laughs> but didn't you hear, next time just blow it directly in my face, because okay. I don't like not knowing what it smells like, mm-hmm. you know? You say, oh, it's gross, but maybe to me, it's my it's my sugar. Well, you I know? just went to this uh, movie party. It was like a horror movie screening festival, and they only mm-hmm. had one type of pizza, which was like Philly Philly cheesesteak. Was this a COVID pizza. safe? It was a COVID social safe, distancing social distancing event. event. Well, a horror movie. I don't know, some like garbage shit from the 60s. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And shit was like... what you know okay yeah yeah before the exorcist but after hitchcock when shit was just like (laughs) did you have you ever seen um birds is that what it's called the birds the hitchcock film yeah yeah fucking freaked me out really yeah dude i'm scared of birds (laughs) what if i just ended the podcast there I mean, are you not scared of birds? They're the closest things to dinosaurs that still exist. No, I'm chill. I'm chill are with you? birds. Yeah. If there was a bird in here, you would not be chill. <laughs> yeah, because they're not supposed to be in a house. If there was a bird. A house bird, no. I don't fuck with the house bird. All birds are fucking Oh, but I guess terrifying. in the movie, they were in the house. They were everywhere in yeah, the house. Yeah, they were everywhere. And there were crows, which are smarter than people, some say. Yeah, they remember you. Crows, crows? have memory. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so make sure you don't talk shit to a crow. Um, okay so uh, yeah (laughs) um so you just moved here temporarily maybe just holding down a spot you know over like right off melrose Mm -hmm. oh shit i'm not supposed to say that yeah i am melrose and fairfax i'm holding down an apartment on melrose and fairfax it's close to the odd future store lots of cool people to talk to yeah and uh because you shop there all the time i actually you love golf the brand oh yeah golf and the the sport yeah no i i fuck with la I'm just trying to create a sanctuary. I'm not trying to come here to network. I just like, I like the idea of being able to go on podcasts, start a podcast, and then just like home build, get like some bed sheets maybe, and a bed frame that fits and just a sick ass like living situation. Yeah. I don't want to tell anyone I live here. You did. Yeah, but like, you know. (laughs) And you did on like the five other podcasts you did. I'll tell people that I live here, but I'm not going to be like, 
But also, you travel all the time anyway, so it's like, yeah, you have a place here, but you're going to be on the road. That's true. I can't wait to hit the desert. Yeah. I love the desert. It's like my favorite system in the world. Yeah. It's the best system out. (laughs) It's a good system. Anthony never laughs this much. It's honestly (laughs) annoying me. Because I'll I'll say some funny shit and I'll just look at Anthony hoping to get some sort of reaction and he's just like, yeah, no, it was funny. I just like didn't laugh out loud. And you will just look at the camera and he's like, good stuff, man. Because he knows subconsciously he knows. He knows what's up. Ew. The desert is going to be freaking sick. This is like big bro energy right now. You're the big bro. I am the big bro. I like the new hair. It looks good. Thanks. I'm still, I washed it like five times today. You were saying you wanted to go back to blonde. Yeah, I think so. What? Let me know in the comments below. Should I go back to blonde or stay brown or do a different color? And subscribe to my channel for the ultimate outcome. We're going to post her before and after pics. <laughs> Break check pod. Oh, thank you Just for the dropped. plug. If you have a podcast, you have to say the name of it all the time, right? You, like yours? This is YouTube, right? You yeah. Like, okay. If you guys like the content we've been giving out, go check out my podcast at Break Check Pod. All platforms. Always moving forward. Right? Yeah. That, that what you're supposed to do? I think so. Yeah, always, that was good. Always moving always forward. Always Keep pushing. Believe in yourself. Always moving forward. <laughs> That's a good slogan. Thank you. Yeah, especially with your whole brand. Thank you. That's LA terms. Some LA terms. Your whole brand. Downtown. <laughs> okay, I don't... Okay, you're from Philly. I'm do from you think, Seattle. Okay, but you were born in Philly. You grew up in Philly, but then you moved to Seattle when you were, what, like 13? 12. 12. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you think that if you had stayed in Philly, if your parents' marriage had lasted, mm-hmm. that you would be doing what you're doing now? Or do you think Seattle made you? No, I'd probably end up like Brother Ali. I'd be like a 240-pound cannoli-looking freestyle Hell battle yes. rapper. Hell yes. Your yeah. Instagram from like your youth is incredible. I encourage yeah. everyone to check out the old you and the fitted hats. Oh, yeah. I was killing it. Freestyling well, in the park. I read an Instagram infographic today that said... It said, like, early traumas lead to radical independence. You know, so I guess my parents getting divorced when I was, like, 12 made me be... Because I was obviously, like, pretty fucked up and traumatic at the time for a kid. So I guess I was, like, time to, like, do everything by myself. Yes. So probably if my parents would have stayed together, I probably would not have ended up like Brother Ali and been a freestyle battle rapper. But I would have probably just done some regular shit. You know, I probably wouldn't have gone hitchhiking. Probably wouldn't have, like, started my own shit. I probably... What do you think I would have done? Probably what you said. Like, but I think you probably would have gotten into hard drugs. Yeah, probably so. But I was really into baseball, like, Little League. I was actually the MVP of uh, Fairmount neighborhood Philadelphia Little League in uh, third grade. But I think a lot of people are into Little League when they're younger. I was the MVP. I was amazing. I would hit home Don't they give MVPs to everyone? Absolutely not. There was 400 kids in the league, and I was number one. Whoa. And so I think that, like... I stopped playing Little League when my parents got divorced and I started smoking weed and trying to pick shrooms everywhere. Oh, hell yeah. Even if I knew there wasn't any shrooms, I just wanted to like feel like I was always picking for shrooms. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'd be like, oh, there might be some shrooms there. Like, oh, shit, there's no shrooms. Are there just shrooms in the wild in Philly? Or no, were you like Seattle. Just... There's oh, no shrooms Seattle. in the wild in Philly. There's only like cigarettes. Are there shrooms in Seattle? Just yeah, like they're randomly? Called Liberty Caps. This is some real shroom head knowledge right here. Okay, here we go. Lib Caps can grow without being cultivated. So. You might turn over a rock in Seattle and find a fresh couple lib cap heads. It's pretty heady. Pocket them and pop them in your mouth. Yeah. Descend or ascend. 
dimensions. Did you ever do that thing where you'd like roll up grass into paper and pretend that you were smoking weed or did you just go straight for weed? No, I did that. I had this dude, I had this friend named Najee and I remember one time I told him I was interested in weed because I had listened to so much Wiz Khalifa. I was like, we need to smoke some pot. So you're like, I heard black and yellow the other day. Yeah. And I'm ready to blaze. This is before black and yellow. I know because black and yellow was like, oh, nine. That's kind of when he became mainstream. I'm talking about 08, Cushion Orange Juice. Okay, you know underground Khalifa. Yeah, yeah old school, datpiff.com uh, Khalifa. So what happened was uh, this kid, Najee, came to school because he knew I was, you know, I was into Wiz. Yes. And he had, in a bus transfer, he had a shitload of rosemary that was mm-hmm. like ground up into a fine powder. And he's like, this is weed. And I was like, this can't be weed, dog. And he was like, bro, like, it's, it's a plant. If you smoke it, like, you're going to feel some type of way. <laughs> so we went to this public park, blazed it up inside of that bus transfer. I thought I was inhaling like fire. Didn't get high. But you probably felt really cool. I did. I felt good. That happened to me the first time I tried cocaine. You tried coke once? Yes. And it was vitamin C. But I was so excited to be doing it that after, like, once I did the line, I was like. <sighs> it was like an emergency packet? Yes. Yeah, I did straight emergency. Did someone give you a key of emergency? No. We, like, literally picked it up from a dude. Oh. Chopped it up. Was this was this a dude in uh OC? In OC in Huntington Beach? Not Huntington Beach, but in that area. Okay. But I was just I was trying to find because you're into Shoreline Mafia. Super into it. And now I I've been listening to it nonstop. Yeah. It's good. And I've been telling all my friends, I'm like, do you know about these guys? And everyone's like, Yes. And I'm like, okay. But there's this one band. I used to go to the observatory in Santa Ana and see all these like shows there. And there were these one openers. I don't know if you ever like went to like un- like low key like uh like concerts back I've been in the to some day. Low key concerts back in the day. But there was the, there was this opening like rap group, and I can't remember their name, but they sampled uh the like I wish they all could be California girls and then it was like wah 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 and then they listed every city in Orange County and oh, the God. type of girl that lives in it so it's like Anaheim got Disneyland, a big behind bitch, you know yes, yes. Disneyland bitch in Anaheim yeah. let's go and down to Laguna I got a shooter yeah what else do they say they're like uh Fullerton oh girls is pulling in pulling in what uh. San, Mi- San Miguel, girls fine as hell. Fine as hell as as fuck. Like Elsinore, uh, about to score heroin. There's on, a big a epidemic in yeah, Elsinore from Pomona. Doesn't count. Yeah, but I'm trying. I can't. But for some reason, they reminded me of like a really bad version, like the worst possible version of like Shoreline. Yeah. Um, and so I've I've been hitting up my friend who I used to go to the observatory with mm-hmm. to try and. Crack the code. Well, it's weird because there is a shoreline mafia for every single city, mm-hmm. town, college, high school, and probably middle school in the country. Like yeah. eight dudes who just like smoke hella weed after school who like also record music. Yeah. About just like the most basic shit. So good. And they gave me a CD after one of the shows and I would play it all the time. Yeah. I really need to remember what it was. I have a video. Oh, I have a video. Wait. They have this one song and they go pulled out my tablet because it's a pussy magnet and he literally pulled out a tablet on stage like an ipad every crackhead has a tablet (laughs) but it was like it wasn't like an apple ipad it was like the android of ipads where it straight up was a tablet oh word that's definitely a pussy magnet (laughs) wait so it's an ipod touch here's the video 
Wow. In the basketball jersey? In the Kobe yeah. jersey. And he goes... Respectable. He goes, uh, head of state like I'm the president? That's not what a president... The president isn't the head of state. It's the commander-in-chief. Yeah. Who's so the, his reference... Head of, head of state? I would imagine it's like a mayor. Or like some sort of state elected official. Yeah. Anyway. Fuck those guys. Fuck those guys. <laughs> and I can't... And they had like an S, but it was a dollar sign in their name. And I think it's yeah. like... It might have been like like Cali something or like money bitches or... That was my first tattoo was a dollar sign on my leg. Mm. I had a crush on this girl, Sophia, in like eighth grade. Her name was Sophia Detweiler. She's probably a fan of yours. And uh, Why do you say that? Because she's cool? Yeah, she's like a cool cool person. Okay. Watches cool podcasts. Just want to make sure. Yeah, it's because she's whack. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know Sophia, so I want to make sure. So she tattooed like an S on my leg, and then she made out with my homie. So I I just like tattooed myself and just put a fat ass line through it to make it a dollar sign. And I was like, I showed you this, right? Yeah, you have a dollar sign tattooed too. Yeah, shout out to Sophia. Yeah, we're some of the richest youngins. Um, how many times have you been heartbroken? Was Sophia your first heartbreak, or were you not phased by that? Were I you wasn't like, whatever? My craziest heartbreak was in fifth grade. This girl named Lucy, mm. Lucy Halperin. She was like a soccer player, and she was super into like uh, the same shows that I was. Like, remember that show Kyle XY? Yeah. Oh my god, I loved Kyle XY. No belly button. Slept in the bathtub. It was awesome. Great show. It was super good. Smallville too. I wasn't into Smallville. I was semi into Smallville. Yeah. I just threw it out there because I wanted to create common ground. Mm. Sorry, that didn't work. Yeah. Um, she was really dope, and uh, yeah, dude, she wasn't feeling it though. I remember it was like our date night, right? But this is like fifth grade, so you had to Yeah, keep what's it. fifth grade date night? Uh, so you know the B movie? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Everyone's the... getting fingered to the B movie right, in theaters. Uh, we didn't go that far, but here's no. what happened. So we're, watch- <laughs> we're watching the B movie, right? We set it up so like while me and Lucy were on this date, my parents and Lucy's parents were also out to dinner kicking it. So me and Lucy are chilling. We're watching the B movie. I'm like thinking about kissing her on the cheek like the whole time, mm-hmm. you know? But I love that. I miss that feeling. So it's like an hour and a half goes by and I'm like, damn, I think the total running time was like 141. <laughs> and I'm like, I got 11 minutes to do this, this cheek kiss right now. So I'm like, oh shit. So I just like ran it up real quick. I'm like, you know, I was like, like I came back. I was like, oh shit, like did that work? And I look over and she's just like, Looked at me like I was like a monster. This is in fifth grade. And I was like, hey, my bad. <laughs> she like ran. <laughs> she runs and calls her dad. And she's like, Andrew kissed me on the cheek. And I was like, no, you don't have to, you don't have to tell your dad. Like, I didn't mean to do that. And then um, my dad calls me. And he's like, did you kiss Lucy on the cheek? <laughs> and then I was like, yep. Lucy was like, my bad. It's all good. Like, I just had to tell my dad. And I was like, you're such a snitch. <laughs> do you think she still does this to this day? No, I still talk to her about Oh, okay. It. She said she was feeling a bit. She just like had to tell someone. Oh, whoa. So they come home and Lucy's dad, Michael, is fucking pissed. You know what I mean? He's like, Andrew, can we talk? I was like, what? He was like, my daughter is not kissing age. And I was like, all right, fool. You're like, are you? Yeah. So I, come here, Michael. And after that, me and Lucy still dated, but we couldn't even hang out. Whoa. So we would just call each other all the time and then, yeah. I had this boyfriend, Nikki Theodore, in fifth grade, and he was the best handball player at my school. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I kind of had some street cred at school because whenever I would play handball with him, he would let me win. People would be mad, but, you know, he did anything for love. Mm-hmm. So it was like really special. You know, I felt like he really cared. And, you know, we ended up breaking up. He went to a different school. I went to middle school. Uh, and I get a call one day from one of my friends, and they're like, guess who I'm with? 
And I was like, who? And they were like, Nikki Theodore. Oh, my God. And my heart sunk. I was like, oh, like, what does he say? And they, and they were like, he was only your boyfriend because you were on the radio. What? And it, I was fully crying. I'd cry, too. That's so mean. And then I had a lot of friends who were like, we were only your friends because you were on the radio. I'm like, bitch, this is fifth grade. We're not getting any perks. You're going yeah. to the Shark Tales premiere with me, and that's it. You totally are. I did. It was so sick. I love that movie. Shark Tales is the horniest kids movie, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, definitely. I remember one time this girl, Kayla Kahanowitz, in second grade. We went on a date, and uh, I wanted to see Shark Second grade? I mean, it was a parent-organized date. Yeah. We went, I wanted to go, obviously, watch Shark Tales, but, or Shark Tale. Yeah, Shark Tale. Shark Tale. There's just one story in that movie. And her dad was like, it's too, it's too sexual. <laughs> <laughs> so he made us Those watch fish. March of the Penguins. That depressing documentary yeah. about the, the penguins dying. Now you care about global warming. No. You're too young to care at that point. Have you had your heart broken after that? Not really. I haven't either. Is that true? Yeah, I mean, I've been very disappointed. Mm. And I've been sad for a few moments. Or like yeah. A, maybe like a couple weeks, but not like full on heartbreak. Well, I guess like like my... Did you have any like long-term relationships in high school? Oh, uh, definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> That was a rapper. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> not part of the lifestyle. No, it's not part of Were the lifestyle. Were you doing um artwork in high school? I don't know if I'm like supposed to say it. Yeah. Okay. Graffiti. You were doing it in high school. Yeah, that lifestyle. You don't really want to tie one person down. You gotta be like a free agent. Yeah, I was like waking up. I would what I would do is I'd go to bed at like nine uh-huh. and I'd wake up at two, sneak out come back at six and then tell my mom that i had just gotten back from like the gym so i was like sweating from like running from cops and stuff and then uh not running from, just climbing shit yeah i wasn't always doing that and so i think she caught on and was like hey you've been working out every day but you're like gaining weight <laughs> yeah you know because i was like drinking four locos every night what flavor uh i like gold okay but watermelon's good too. watermelon that's but you know heartbreak like once it happens once, I feel like it can't really happen again. Maybe that's totally wrong. No, I think to some extent that's true because I think after, I, I don't know, like I was in this long-term relationship in high school because I kind of felt like I had to be. Like all my friends were in relationships and I felt like I was doing something wrong. So I just like got booed up by this dude. And we were together for like two years. In high school? Yes. What's his name? Blake. Right. I talk about him a lot. Okay, word. Shout out to Blake. All of his friends follow me on Instagram now, which is pretty sick, but we're still blocked. Yeah. I guess I've dated a couple people in the past year. Well, when you when you live in an RV and you switch states like around every week, yeah. everything is like hyper speed. So it's like it's weird because like you can date if someone lives with you in the RV for two months, that's like ten weeks in the RV with someone. Yeah. So you kind of feel like you've been married for like five years. For sure. You get to know someone that well. Yeah. I feel like it's the same though with high school relationships because mm. you don't really know what to do in high school. So you're pretty much just spending all of your time with each other at, you know, whoever's yeah. house. And Definitely. so when we broke up, that was like heartbreak, even though I don't know if I was like really in love mm. or if I was just with him for so long. With Blake? Yeah. But I think once that ended, now when I have seen people, I'm like, I think each time you go into something, you kind of have like a more of a wall up each time, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. My my last relationship was so bad that now I have like... Not during it, though. No, or, not during it, but the way it unfolded. Like mm-hmm. I have like 15 walls. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So Paul Wall over here. I have so many walls. Mm-hmm. You can't even... Trump's jealous of your walls. If you could see them, you'd be like 30 feet away. <laughs> yeah. You'd be like, this guy's, this guy's got too many. 
do you find it exciting like being able to have that lifestyle on the road where you do get to like kind of choose your own adventure in terms of like dating and relationships or like being not nah, alone def- definitely not because the way it is on the road is if you're not dating somebody you're if you're like skipping towns every day everything is like rushed yeah so it's like if you make a cool ass friend who you vibe with you're like hey come with me let's go to the next town then you might hate them in the next town yeah like one time i was in like um st petersburg florida and i met this girl who i thought was like super tight in st petersburg we had a great time on the west coast of florida you know like that retirement village vibes we were like playing shuffleboard and uh kicking it on like super luxurious beaches yeah and then i was like hey you're awesome i gotta go tomorrow why don't you come with me to miami and then we hit the south beach dive bar you know something something else lifestyle yeah and she was just like not fucking with it damn so it can go either way so then how do you how do you, are you like okay well yeah. have fun getting back to st no, petersburg like, like how do you end things on an rv cross-country trip okay yo 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 like it's been hella fun but like this is too much for me mm. i'll buy you a virgin airlines first class flight to the wow. other side of florida for 75 bucks shout out to your patreon <laughs> subscribers that's, that's all going to <laughs> no but dating is crazy is that one of the tiers is like one of your mm-hmm. patreon tiers is like helping me get these hoes out the rv mm-hmm. 100 bucks a month <laughs> i um oh I, I already talked about it whatever the failing of my feet instagram <laughs> oh yeah for those who don't know my friend Allie here has an instagram it's only foot pics yes. and she has it's two so followers. sad two followers <laughs> two likes on every pic yeah I'm gonna be the third follower, but it's but it's five. You have bucks. to pay to get in five bucks. It's no one- way, more people would do it if it was five bucks. And now it's fifty bucks. You have to Venmo me fifty dollars for me to accept your follow request. And now I can't be like, oh, there's a sale, Labor Day half off. Yeah, so it's a fifty dollar. It's fifty dollars. One time fee. One time fee. You post a lot of feet pics on there. Yeah, there's a good. There's four right now. Yeah. And if there's more people, I'm going to update it often. Yeah. But for the, I don't know. We can do a shoot at Venice one of these days. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sick. Yeah. Um. Okay. For people who don't know, I mean, we're pretty deep into the pod already, but you've been doing this. I, I want to get, I want to give like a rundown of yeah, you yeah, and it. then you just interfere when I've gone awry. Okay. Okay. This is Andrew. Yeah. He grew up in Philly. Yeah, but then. But he doesn't claim it. <laughs> he gives it some love, but you don't claim Philly at all. You're just there while your parents had a great relationship. Yeah. Then, oh, I heard that. Okay, I want to get into something after this. Remind me about the massages. Infant massage. Yeah, re- just, I want to get back to that. We'll get back to it. Okay, so then you went to Seattle mm-hmm. when you were 12. Mm-hmm. Parents get divorced. Mm-hmm. Um, you get into graffiti out there, but you've been freestyle rapping this whole time. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then you go to college in. You go to college in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. You start doing this series where you would like talk to drunk people on Bourbon Street. Mm-hmm. You'd start posting those videos. Mm-hmm. It was pretty tight, but nothing like crazy, mm-hmm. right? Um, you meet some of your best friends at Loyola, aka Nick. Yeah, Nick. 
Um, Evan is a Seattle homie. Evan's my best homie from my high school. My best Whoa. friend of all time. Okay, sick. Nick's my second best friend of all time. Okay. I'm just kidding. Where does George <laughs> fall on that? Is George third? George is probably my third best friend of okay. all time. He cool. was my college roommate before he moved to New York. Oh, okay, sick. But me and him lived on Bourbon Street in an attic the size of a baseball dugout. How'd you find that? Uh, from these... your MVP days in Little League? No, Someone was like, I got not. a baseball dugout. These two like, gay dudes who were both meth dealers posted a, an ad on Craigslist for like 300 bucks a month. Yeah. For like the prime location. I think that's why you, uh, why people are so drawn to you, um, is because you just, you're the type of dude who just makes shit happen. Yeah. So like, are you. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> but you, I, and I think that that is true about having like divorced parents or kind of like growing up on your own, especially I imagine as an only child because yeah. I have two older sisters. So I just kind of like looked up to them and mm-hmm. they kind of raised me in a lot of ways. But I think when you're the only child and you also are like kind of let loose at a young age, you just figure out how to do shit yourself. You talk to people all the time. Yeah, definitely. Especially growing up as an only child in the city. Yeah. Downtown Seattle with divorced parents. Your life is already kind of like being a journalist. Yeah. Like, because you don't have anyone to bounce anything off. So no one knows your narrative besides yourself. So I used to write down a bunch of shit. Probably my introduction to journalism was like talking to homeless people downtown. And was that when you were in high school? No, no. This is like not, I wasn't even writing shit down. Okay. It's just like, that's like a city kid thing, you know, it's like when you have no one to talk to and you're in a weird spot, like people who are homeless will like always talk to you. For sure. Listening to the, the different tragedies and victories of the lives of like a lot of those kind of people yeah you just learn a lot of shit and then you started you started doing like you started hitchhiking yeah when was, I was that 18 okay so that was before you went to college that was like actually i think i started hitchhiking uh the first summer after my freshman year of college okay yeah so when i was like 19 and did yeah. you like have a game plan you're like okay i'm gonna hitchhike and i want to go like this way and we'll see where it goes mm-hmm. or were you just like let's just go no i was it. just really in the, in the mood to just be totally free so i just like went by myself brought like a backpack with like two pairs of under underwear like a phone charger and just like drifted around the country for a long time and then did you find people to pick you up initially through like online ads no, like road no, trip definitely ads? nothing like that okay. that, that, that kind of kills the whole vibe so how do you get your first pickup you go onto the shoulder of the interstate and you hold your thumb up so like straight up out of a movie yeah that's the way to do it that's the only way to make it fun there's a lot of shortcuts you could take to make mm-hmm. it easier you could do ride share and you could get motel sixes but then you're not really a road warrior yeah you're pretty much just a backpacker yeah and then you you created like a zine would yeah. you call it a zine yeah it was a story zine yeah <laughs> where you talked about your different encounters with the people who pick you up interviews yeah. with them well i'd never planned to make any sort of piece of content or whatever off of those journeys but you were recording all of them like on my with a voice recorder a lot of them on a voice recorder but a lot of them are from memory yeah uh, so yeah. then how do you transition from like doing the zine doing the hitchhiking and then going into like a full-blown like traveling to different crazy conventions and like different <laughs> events and like having nick and evan like how do you have them come on board and like how how does that transition happen between so, yeah it all goes back to the original book all gas no breaks which is like the story zine so basically the first piece of video i ever made was a trailer for that book oh and in the trailer for that book which is on youtube called all gas no breaks i go get a big suit and i crash the vice office in williamsburg wait that's Brooklyn. on youtube yeah the first on time your I, channel the, no it's a different it's like on the andrew callahan channel or something like Got that it. but the first time i ever wore an oversized suit was creating a trailer for the book yes where i play this like 
overzealous, fucking weird, tweaked out businessman who like moved to New York to fulfill his dream of becoming a number one New York Times author. Yeah. And I crashed the Vice office and had hidden cameras and got kicked out. And then uh, after that, like, I was like, shit, people like the trailer a lot more than the book. Mm. I mean, everyone likes like the book that I made. For sure. But like, it's mostly going to be your homies. Like people don't really read. Yeah, it's like well, a, and no yeah. one's like consuming literature or like zines I'm in not. a way. Yeah, or like you're yeah. not sharing it. You're not telling your friends like, oh, there's this crazy zine. You and most zines are out. fucking garbage by like art students who can't do anything. Right? Yeah, you know what I mean. They're like, mm-hmm. here's a, a a screen print of a leaf that I collected off the ground of the the J traded bedsty. Yeah, you know, it's like, oh, sick. Here's fucking fifteen bucks. What do you want from me? Yeah, like I I realized that when I went to the. I mean, I love this company, Eight Ball. But I did the Eight Ball Zine Fair. It was the first place I ever sold my zine. Eight Ball's a sick ass company in New York, and uh, I, I was like the only zine that had like legitimate like literature vibes to it. Yeah, like everything else was just like illustrations with like poems. Because like, you also went to addiction. school for journalism. Yeah, but you know, I went to school to become like a TV reporter. Yeah, like I was actually like in an on deck training program for something called Gray Media. And they own the TV stations of every shitty town in, in America. Yeah. I'm talking like Green Bay, Wisconsin, Panama City, it's Florida. It's so funny picturing Jackson, you Mississippi. Like, in a fitted suit, like makeup, hair, camera. That's what like 95% of my colleagues or fucking whatever you call them. Yeah. Classmates from college are doing right now. They're like so excited to be in Biloxi, Mississippi to cover yeah. the weather patterns. It's like, bro, you're living like my fucking... <laughs> nightmare life. yeah yeah so then so then what happens you publish the zine you make the trailer for it mm-hmm. you realize that a lot of people enjoy the trailer and it's more kind of consumed than yeah the trailer was the beginning of the aesthetic for like the suit man mm-hmm. then like i started doing those uh, new orleans interviews that was like a six-month project and how yeah. did, but like how did you start that or like did you hit up like was nick no, helping you they with weren't that on or that anything? project it was like some some new orleans homies okay. it was more like i was hired for that project oh you know, okay. that wasn't my idea got it but it was like the first time i started doing interviews on the street okay and then i was like word and then this company called doing things yeah who was a fan of those new orleans videos was like oh shit like this is tight do you want to work for us and make videos i was like listen bro i want to travel around the country for the next 10 years and do whatever I want and cover the craziest shit. I will work for you if you buy me an RV within one month. And they did. And I'm yeah. still living it, basically. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What year is that RV? 1999. Catalina Coachman Sport. Do you have to get it fixed a lot? Yeah. <laughs> now, actually, mechanically, it's a sick-ass RV, but there's hella body problems all the time. It's septic problems. Yeah. Oh, boy. I've heard about that. I've told you stuff about it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or I don't know if you've told me or if I did my research and found out. I think you told me though. Yeah, definitely. I told you the. the well, I, remember, I I think I saw this story. I don't know on which podcast you did, but you had to dump the septic tank because it got fucked up and like the fumes were coming in, and then you realized that it was like at a blind and deaf children's school. Oh yeah, that was in Tucson. <laughs> yeah. So the ammonia from the uh, the overheated kind of steamed dry urine mm-hmm. that was in the base of the septic tank was floating into the atmosphere of the RV. So we were actually having like, having like ammonia poisoning. So we'd wake up with like migraines from yeah. inhaling our own piss from the past yeah. couple months. And so. And I can't imagine you're like super hydrated. Yeah. Yeah, definitely not. And, uh, you know, people were shitting in the RV. Yeah. I don't know if it was me, if it was Nick or if it was Evan. But, but shit someone down. was shitting in the RV a lot. I did once. Who do you think takes the craziest shits out of the three of you? Oh, Nick, definitely. Because really? he didn't realize that he was lactose intolerant. 
until two months ago. Mm. So he was, you know, he was eating like cheese balls and yeah, crazy shit like pirate's booty and what. <laughs> Just trying to talk too much right now. He was eating crazy shit and taking crazy shits. Yeah. Four shits a day. And then we uh, we called him the shit homie. Mm-hmm. But then uh, I, I ate a bunch of, I swallowed a roach in Orlando. And I had a weed-induced panic attack, which caused me to take a, a bunch of shits outside of the RV. Yeah. So everyone woke up. And they're like, a dog shit everywhere. I was like, that was me. <laughs> that was me. So people started calling me the shit homie. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Everyone's been the shit homie at some point. Yeah, that's true. What were we just talking about? Um, oh, just, in Tucson. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, like you know, this, there's this neighborhood called Barrio Anita, uh-huh. which is like kind of like the gentrified, whatever, revitalized, really nice Santa Fe looking old neighborhood yeah, in, yeah. north of downtown Tucson. Old like Adobe style cottages, tiny streets. It looks kind of like a European city, like a Spanish style city, which makes sense. So we're driving. My homie Elliot, who was like subbing in for Nick at the time, is like, "Yo, man, like we're leaking." And I was like, what? And I looked to the right and there, the septic hose is loose and we're spraying shit all over Teslas and like nice ass cobblestone streets a block away from the homegirl's house. So we're like, yo, we have to dump this whole thing. So we drive to what we think is like an abandoned parking lot a block away. We're like, here, go by that building. And we pull this lever and we probably dumped like 60 or 70 <laughs> gallons of shit water, septic fucking disgusting matter all over this building. We're like, oh, my God, I hope this building's abandoned. And I look at Elliot, and he's like, oh, no. I was like, what? He's like, it says elementary school for the deaf and blind. <laughs> and we're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, you guys fucked and up. Elliot goes, yeah, at least nobody. Yeah. Um, if only they lost their sense of smell. I was going to say that, but I didn't know how PC I know, this podcast I didn't know. Sometimes was. I get sketched out. Is this out. a PC podcast? No. Or is I... this a Patriot podcast? <laughs> Two options, Ellie. I think there's a mix. <laughs> You're a, a PC mix. Patriot? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Me too, actually. I'm right in the middle. <laughs> it's actually the worst kind of person. I play it very safe. <laughs> Whatever a PC Patriot is, I can't think of a worse person. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is that me? Do you think that that's how that I am? you're a PC yeah. Patriot? No. Okay. Definitely not. Okay. Do you think I am? No. Good. Okay. Um. So then, so doing things picks it up. They get you a 1999 RV. Catalina Express RV, <laughs> whatever it's called. Twenty-seven foot long, seven foot yeah. wide Catalina Express. Yeah. <laughs> and so then, do you immediately just start going and filming? Yeah. Yep. And you're like, who do I hit up? Nick and Evan. Well, I actually had hired this girl I was dating for the first couple months for Burning Man in Area 51. Then I had my homie Owen come in. And then my homie Riley come in. And then I was like, you know what? Nick's the man. I'm going to bring him in. And then Nick came on for a while. And I was like, we need an extra guy. My high school best friend, Evan, he has no production skills. <laughs> and he's about to work at Mattress Firm. Call was Evan. he going to? Yeah, he was filling out applications for Mattress no. Firm. I was like, Evan, you better get your ass out here. And he's like, I'm dating this girl. And I was like, you better stop dating her and come out here. <laughs> and then he... They broke up naturally, not because of me. Yeah. And then Evan came and worked for the show. But the idea for All Gas No Break started when me and Nick were hitchhiking together right after we graduated from college in Miami. That's a whole... It's kind of hard to follow the story arc now. Yeah. Because I break off to travel extensively at random times. But you've only been doing the like official All Gas No Breaks for what, like a year now? One year. Yeah. And it's incredible because it has like... I mean, all of the videos have at least like 3 million views. There's some that have less. 
I'm trying to all gas you up yeah, right yeah. now. They've all got you know at what least I've noticed. You know what I've yeah. noticed, and it's taken so much of me not to do this. Pretty much every podcast you've done, someone makes some joke about all gas, no breaks. What do you mean? They'll be like, more like all trash, no leaks. Oh yeah, they or do something say like, stuff that. like that. Yeah, it's I bad. thought of one the other night in my head. Mm-hmm. It's not that good though, so I just haven't said it out loud. I just hate that people yell all gas, no breaks at me when I'm walking yeah, around. Yeah, I've seen that. It's wild. It's so annoying. Just say Andrew. But they don't know. They will know. I mean, yeah. Or <laughs> some people just go, Instagram. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. This is Nelk, Nelk Boys. But also, Andrew feels <laughs> like way too personal. No, it doesn't. Yeah. What do people yell at you? Like when I was, I remember when I was in high school, I had a Twitter and my handle was Versace Lettuce. And so when people it's would hilarious. say Versace Lettuce... <laughs> It, like, would freak me out because I was like, mm. oh, I guess that's actually the opposite of the point I was trying to make. So, never mind. Yeah. I take it back. People, anyway. People ever walk by Whatever. You it's go, cool that people fuck with you and say anything. People ever walk by you and go, Versace Tamagotchi. <laughs> You're like, no. No, that's Jack. It's my twin brother, that's Jack. That's my twin brother, Jack Wagner. You do look like Jack. Yeah, but, like, super hot and yeah, hella yeah. thick. You're super hot and thick. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, you know, yeah um moving on but yeah you're like over a year i mean these videos it makes sense it's not like how is it so popular like it's obvious Mm. why it works and how it's great like i did the worst interview the other day of my life and i'm just gonna should i put them on blast i don't know we can always like it was a buds buzzfeed style company who contacted me for an interview was it a phone or a It was Zoom? a phone interview, and I actually got, like, pissed and hung up the phone. No. I've never gotten mad at someone interviewing me before. But I You just, just did, hung up, or did you say, like, I, I can't was like, do this? I, I wasn't like, fuck you. I was like, I, I got to go. This is a terrible... And I was like, I have to leave. Sorry. I don't... Yeah. Maybe yeah, do some more research. Why was it so bad? Okay. Andrew? I'm like, yeah, what's up? She's like, um, <laughs> why do you think all gas and our breaks is so popular? And I was like, I don't know, man. We make good videos. Like, people like it. And she yeah. was like... But like, when did like how did it go viral? And I was like, I, I don't know. Like, how does people, anything people go viral? It. And she was like, Well, like, um, like what was the moment where you were like, it's viral? And I was like, When it reached a certain amount of views, she's like, But was there like a like a video that was most viral? And she kept saying viral, and I, and so I'm thinking it's like an airheaded interview. Yeah. And she goes, Do you ever feel bad for giving a platform to problematic viewpoints? I was like, Oh, like who? Like she was like. Like flat earthers, they're very anti-Semitic. And I was like, I exposed that they were anti-Semitic. Yeah. You know, I most people don't know that about flat earthers. That, exactly. Like, and I was like, I was like, do you do you think that I'm doing that? And she was like, I mean, it's something to consider. Where do you draw the line morally? Where do you stand ethically on that? I was like, man, if you don't get your buzzkeys you away from me. Yeah, and that's why yeah. that's why I personally like the videos so much is because. Yeah. You get to go around the country and go to like, you know, the most like niche but hype uh, places, yeah. right? Wouldn't yeah. you say? And good, then good mix of niche and hype. <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean. Where it's like fringe it's weird. crazy. Yes, I know fringe. You, That's the word. I, I was just fucking with you. Um, but you talk to people who um have varying 
yeah. uh, opinions because you're going to multiple. It's not like you have one lane where you're like, I only do interviews with these type of people. It's like yeah. you'll be in totally different areas interviewing completely different people. And in the videos, I mean, I really love the way you edit. I'm like obsessed with the editing. It's so good. So funny, concise, clear. Great. Thanks. But it's also like you get to make your own opinion on what you're watching. Like, it's yeah. not like you're pushing any sort of agenda. It's like you're just creating really interesting yeah. content. With I agree. And it's funny that it's taken uh, this long for like some of those clickbait publications to say shit like that. You know, like, I, I don't, I'm not some weirdo who's like all focused on centrism, who's like, I just need to give a perspective to everyone. Yeah. But I definitely cover shit that is like out there that makes you think. And um, that's because I don't pander to anyone. Yeah, and I don't think that you have an agenda with what you do. No, I mean, I do have certain things that I fucking believe in, like respecting other people. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not going to cover, uh, like, a protest in Minneapolis the same way I would cover a, uh anti-vaxxer QAnon rally. Sure, you yeah. Because one of them is about something legitimate. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And that's what's also cool is that, sure, you can make, like, really funny ha-ha-ha videos, but yeah. then you also have the Minneapolis protests that were not funny, but very interesting to see. Yeah, and then there's funny moments in it. <laughs> For sure, because people are yeah. naturally funny. And the different types of people who show up to of protest. Course. And I yeah. love that you, I think you talked about this <clears throat> on the H3 podcast, but... How how I think some people were like, why would you like film the Hanukkah sweaters? Oh, they said that. Or I think like you mentioned that people were like, I don't know, like why is there like footage of you trying to take a Hanukkah sweater and then you were like, because that was the only thing that was left. No oh, one yeah. wanted that. They looted everything except for the mm -hmm. Hanukkah merch. A better question is why didn't I put in the interviews with the five looters that I that I conducted? You know, I interviewed people in the store that I didn't post online. Mm. you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so it's stuff like that that people don't know yeah it's like because i didn't want to incriminate anybody sure you know yeah shit like that so when people ask me questions about like that yeah and now you have the pod that you're doing out of the rv called yeah. break check yeah fire yeah it makes me kind of nervous trying something new you know because yeah. you got to promote it differently than you would like yeah, it doesn't have like the same like punchiness that my well, and it's not it's also not going to be the same audience or all of the audience i think it just takes longer to build yes like you can't like for example like this video isn't gonna go viral no but i think it'll be appreciated by people who like what you do and what i do for sure i need to reach that point in my podcasts yeah and it will and that's the nice thing about already having like a successful platform is that it gives you the ability to like have a starting audience that already fucks with you and wants to see what else you're doing definitely i'm just trying to see if it's my thing i think it is yeah. yeah and the thing with podcasts is like you can just fucking end it at any point the podcast yeah yeah i think i just gotta figure out like what is my podcast voice mm -hmm. i want to start like cursing a little bit less yeah you know i mean my first few episodes of this podcast are complete garbage and it's just interesting even over like a year yeah you just see like how much you change and grow i mean with anything that you do creatively i just think it's cool to just try something new get get multimedia with it for like sure i'm having jonah hill on next week that's gonna be so sick i'm very excited yeah. for that so i'm trying to neck face was my first guest and that was that's like an underground legend yeah you know not very not everybody knows about neck face but those who do will be excited yeah i, I want to mix in like celebs mm -hmm. who people are like oh shit i know him 
that's the dude from Superbad. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's going to be sick. And can you talk about why you're having him on or yeah. how that's happening? He's partnering up with us for the um, the pitch. All of, Gas No Breaks is no going. Breaks. All Gas No Breaks is big time. Is going on TV. Which is super sick. Yeah, it's going to be tight. We're still shopping it around with networks, but it's going to be weird. Um, do you have anything else you want to say? No, you can ask me anything, though. I don't really have anything else to ask. Ask me something insane. This is the um, insane podcast. Anthony, you're a big fan growing over there. Do you have any? <laughs> how how long have we been on? Yeah, we Okay. That's good. Is there anything else I should say? You can like just think about it. What's some shit that no one's ever asked me? The only things coming to my mind are very inappropriate. <laughs> um, if that's what you wanted to do. I mean, it's not, but I just can't no, think of anything like it. serious. It doesn't have to be serious, but just like, you know, what's some shit you ask guests and they go. What? I don't really ask people. Wait, hold on. I want to see. Um, hold on. Let's uh, cut this part out. Just like the dead air. Oh, no, it's too late. I was going to say let's FaceTime my dad because he's the homie. But um, he's definitely in bed. I just found out that my dad's roommate has yeah, a it's crazy man what did i say found found yeah found i just found out <laughs> put it <that> back <laughs> stop i just found out <laughs> yeah. did i do it again yeah Was how do you say it found found yeah 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 i just found Fa- found is that really how you say it? yes <laughs> i'm trying to not say it like that found <laughs> but i don't talk Found. Found. <laughs> That's not how you say. Found. 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 I just found out. That wasn't real. Are you? <laughs> tra- are your parents Midwestern? No, they're <laughs> yeah, just they fat. Are. They're from Pawnee. They're fat. They always talk with food in their mouth. They're fat. Yes, I have thick parents. Don't make fun of them. I'm not making fun they're of them. They're good people. Fat people. Can, fat people can sound all types of ways. Yeah, but I think when I was like learning how to speak, they always had food in their mouth. So now I just sound like I'm always trying to like eat through something. Found. <laughs> found. <laughs> Found. 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 How how do you describe can you say fountain? See, that's another one. Fountain, mountain, water. What water? is this? I don't know. And here's yeah. the thing. We can keep this in this whole part. Yeah. So my so I have always felt like I talked normal. I'm from Long Beach, California, born mm. and raised. My whole family's from out here. Like no one's from the Midwest, you know? And it was only like when I was growing up, my dad and my mom would kind of call me out when I would say fountain or mountain. Like, yeah. they'd always make fun of me. Mm-hmm. But then when I started doing comedy, people commented on my voice. Like, I never knew I was monotone. I never knew I had, like, a weird voice. Mm-hmm. I never knew I had a southern accent until people were like, are you from the Midwest or from the South or something? No, I think it sounds cool. So, are you saying it's just an Ali Mac accent? Well, that's what I thought. I was like, maybe it's just me. Like, maybe I just have some weird... I don't know what happened to me, but I was with my sisters a couple Christmases ago and I was like, yeah, it's so weird. Like people think I'm like from the South and my sisters both were like, people think that about us. So me and all my sisters talk fucked up. I think it sounds great. Thanks. Okay. Trying to think of some, some other like childhood dating. Was was my, was my childhood dating story funny about the B movie? Yeah, it was cute. You sure? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Yeah. I'm, do you have any other childhood dating stories? Do you think that you're the same dude now? Like, do you think you had the same, like, 
mindset when you were like a young buck dating that you do now? Because I feel like I noticed some similarities from when I was young, like trying to hook up with dudes that I still have. Hmm. Let me think about that one for a second. Probably just like... I guess I like people who like are uh, <laughs> such a boring ass response. Um, people who like are just down, down to like just down for whatever. <laughs> down, like you know. Was Lucy and Sophia down for whatever? Uh, well, those were. I'm I mean, Lucy about, was down for Kyle. Like, okay, here, here's here's a better thing. Yeah. Like, I like someone home. Like, let's go to Vegas right now, and they're like, "All right, let's do it." Yeah. Versus someone who's like, oh, I'm down. Like, let me see what days I have off. Mm-hmm. Or like, I have so much, so many house plants to, to feed. I went to Home Depot to get a plant today. They were all out. Damn. Of the ones that I wanted. I'm going to go to a small shop, though. I went to Sunset Nursery over there. Yeah, that's where I need to go. It's expensive as hell, but they, they'll treat you right. Did you get any? Oh, is that where you went? <laughs> to get? You know my crazy ass cactus? Your foliage, yeah. Yeah. Where'd you get the fish? Petco? I got them from um, Kevin Carnival. Miscellaneous. Have you seen that spot? Uh-uh. It's across from our crib. I thought that was like a homie on Instagram. No, it's called Kevin Miscellaneous. Kevin underscore misc. Yeah, it's just Kevin Miscellaneous. It has a giant sign, and it's this dude named Kevin who runs it. And they have like fish and like used socks. <laughs> it's the yeah. weirdest place in Koreatown. That's sick. Um, uh, What? Gotta go. Thanks for coming. Can't believe you did that. Comment, subscribe, rate, review. Um, what kind of comments do you want to see on this? Podcast? I like funny comments. People are so funny sometimes. What I want to get a funny comment. Was that burp gross? Are no. you like genuinely disgusted? No way. No. You should be. Why? Because no, you're, you're a girl and you burp? No. I never. It's very exciting when I burp because it's really hard for me to burp. I'm not like good at it. Mm. I can't do it on command, which is something I've always been sad about. Can you fart on command? I used to, when I was younger, oh my God, I used to, have I ever talked about this? I used to be able to queef on command. Mm. Yes. And I didn't know what queefing was because I was like maybe in fifth or sixth grade. But my sisters who are like seven and five years older than me, they knew what it was. So I would go to like family dinners. Like I would go to like Yom Kippur and my sisters would be like, Allie, show show everyone your trick. And I'd be like, okay. So I'd lay on the floor, suck up some gas all up in my cooch, blow it out in front of the family during Seder dinner. And uh, yeah. What would they say? I don't remember. It was like kind of a one-time thing. Like it's not something you do every family dinner. It's like you do it once and everyone's like, cool. What what did it sound like? Can you do it in person? I don't remember. I haven't tried to do it it since. Um, Okay. It was probably like a... No. It wasn't that wet back then. Maybe something similar to that. I'm not good at vocal effects. Maybe your previous rapping career or still current rapping career. Yeah, it's very much current. Me and Kenny Beats got in the studio. I love that. I made that song called Fuck Mr. Powell about my least favorite administrator. Oh. My seventh grade administrator, Mr. Powell. He was such a bitch ass, bitch ass bitch. Did you get detentions a lot in school? What Mr. Powell would do is he'd have me on lunch detention every single day. 
when he was assigned me to seven different tables in a 15 minute period. He would do something called a white glove inspection where I personally was assigned to wipe all the breadcrumbs off of each table. And then he would take a white glove and he would put his hand on the table with the white glove on his hand. And if there was one breadcrumb on his, his glove, he'd be like, come back tomorrow. And he kept me on lunch detention for four months. So I never got to hang out with my friends. Did you kind of like lunch detention then? Nah, fuck well, Mr. Well, then you should Powell. have scrubbed the tables better. That sounds like a you problem. No, I couldn't do, all, do it all in time. Mm. And Mr. Powell would like, he'd keep all of us on. And then certain kids wouldn't even wouldn't even wash the tables. And he'd be like, get out of here. Because there was always going to be a breadcrumb on the table. Yeah, of course. Always. He probably so. like planted some breadcrumbs in his glove. Yeah, I don't have Maybe he just had a crush on you and he wanted to keep you. I've had problems with every single uh, school authority figure. Did you talk a lot? No, I was just like, I don't know why. I have my different theories, but you know, fuck Mr. Powell. And also my high school dean of students, Kevin Alexander. Fuck him too. You know what he did when he suspended me? No, I don't. He, uh, my hit rap song, he transcribed. What was it called? It was called, uh, um, I think it was called Life That I Live. Uh, yeah, I love that one. Want to hear the opening? Yeah, opening please. So, first of all, what Kevin did is he Set printed out all of the lyrics mm-hmm. and presented them to my mom. Mm-hmm. And it said, backdooring bitches mm-hmm. on my white goon shit mm-hmm. with a bagged up ounce in my North Face vest. Yes. 14-year-old <laughs> you know I mean? bars. Fire. He read them to my mom. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck Sorry him. to turn this dark, but no, that's okay. I have some demons and they're all directed toward uh, teachers in high school and stuff like that. Yeah, I had some chill teachers. I had some fucked up ones. I would always talk in class though and try and make everyone laugh and like do like, I would just be like the center of attention all the time. Yeah. And so I'd always get detention, but I kind of liked detention because I didn't really have anything to do after school anyways. So I just kind of like kick it with like the teacher who was there and the people there. I really liked detention. That sounds chill. I actually had the, the reason I started doing journalism was because of this dude, Calvin Shaw, who was my like high school journalism teacher. And he was the only teacher who like really thought I was sick, and he would let me like take days off from school to go do independent projects. Tight. Like I would cover the Occupy movement in Seattle, and I would go like talk to Juggalos at Westlake Center, which is like our tweaker park downtown. And he would call it school credit, and Cal would just let me go. And uh, he was the main one who like defended me when I got expelled for no reason. So tight. So Cal moved to Hawaii and he stopped teaching. I think he got tired of it, but consequentially, I haven't talked to him since. But Cal's the man. Get him oh, on the box. Well, you know, I don't want to jock him and be like, hey, man, you're the reason why I had the confidence to, like, you know, stop taking, like, graffiti and rap as, like, my whole life mm-hmm. and, like, do some shit that was, like, quote, unquote, corny or potentially yeah. corporate and freak it and make it my own. And, like, he really was like, you got this. But I don't want to tell him that, you know, it's too emotional for me. You know, I don't want to be like, hey, man, like, you, you mean everything to me, dog. But hopefully he sees it someday. Yeah. But, you know, I don't need he to will. press it. I've been saying it in hella different interviews, but they never print it. It's going to be out. You know, they're always like, you should, <laughs> I did a fucking, uh, with, with Medium, I did like a, an hour and a half interview where I was like talking about gentrification and all the shit that I cared about. And they only printed one line. No. Which is, I just think being on the road is fucking sick or whatever. <laughs> That's all they printed or whatever. <laughs> Uh, and then they had this whole thesis which is like an offshoot of this Robert Putnam essay mm-hmm. about how my my journalism is about the collapse of the social institutions like the church and the boys and girls club that's what my whole shit's about <laughs> I don't know I kind of think I just want to stop doing interviews with, with journalists because yeah. 
I don't need to explain the show. Mm-hmm. People should have their own analysis. It's mm-hmm. not. It's, I don't. I don't even know how to explain it. So I don't want to hop on and be like, "Oh, this is what it is. This, this, is, what, this yeah. is what it isn't." Yeah. You know. Have you seen the Netflix documentary about social media? No. <laughs> have you? No, not yet. I'm not <laughs> mentally prepared for it. What What do they say about it? I That's don't know. Bad. I guess everyone who watches it has gone through a mental crisis and. I see their Instagram stories being like, I need a break from this. Like, What's it called? We, sh- uh, we should like, you know. Watch it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's the social, dilemma. the social dilemma. Social dilemma. Yeah. Okay, sick. Yeah, we should watch it. I'll watch it and get back to you. Tell, okay. you, what I think. tell, okay. you, what, tell you what I think about it. Okay. You actually haven't seen it? No. I'm scared. Sick. I think it's going to ruin me, but maybe it'll be good. Okay. Um, that's it. Bye. Right? It's good. Okay. <laughs>